possible. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. Hey. Oh. <laughs> it's that song to get down with. About six feet under. Get down. Ooh, I love this song. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Alright, let's get the movie started. Today we are watching and discussing uh, New Line Cinema's Critters. Uh, if you guys haven't seen this, it's, uh, it's one of the better small monster movies. Uh, it's definitely up there for me with Gremlins and Ghoulies. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoy it. I had a little bit of tickle in my throat today, so hopefully it won't affect me too much. Uh, during this podcast episode, uh, we are episode number five, I think. Wow, I can't keep track. Um, that's pretty bad. It's only because, uh, doing Nostalgic Dad's podcast and doing this podcast, um, it's a lot of work in a week. Got two episodes a week coming out, so that's, uh, it's good stuff. And hopefully you guys do enjoy it. Uh, definitely check out Nostalgic Dad's podcast as well. Uh, we are coming up to episode 20 where we are discussing South Park the movie, so that should be fun. I believe the Chiodo brothers worked on this one as well. Yeah, these are special effects. Um, movie starts out in space. We have this little asteroid flowing through the sky. This atmosphere. Of all the planets in the galaxy, they chose ours. They hide in small places. This phone is dead. What? They light the dark. Jay, any luck? Just a minute. There's nothing cute about them. They've come a long way, and they're hungry. gonna try and get as much detail about the movie into the podcast and get as many good audio clips from the movie as well <clears throat> start off by seeing this weird alien race that rides in like hover wheelchairs at least that's what the one looks like 
I believe the ship is like a kind of like a bounty hunter ship because they have other aliens by the looks of it inside of it. So we have our critters falling escaping. They are smart enough to steal a ship and escape. This is now when the bounty hunters are getting ready to hunt them down. Get a little cool scene of them gearing up. They look like rock stars. I guess that's what bounty hunters looked like back in the old days. They looked like rock stars. I like that the bounty hunters, when they originally come in, they just have like a green faceless face. It's just a blob. They, uh, they take the facial features of whoever they come in contact with or whoever they choose to. So that's kind of cool. Kind of cool aspect to blend in with the surroundings in a way. Got the bounty hunters checking out the crime scene where the critters escaped. This whole planet is, it looks like a giant asteroid, but it's actually a, a secret base, so that's kind of cool. Billy Zane is in the movie, I forgot all about that. Good old Billy Zane, can't go wrong with him. Got the nice title screen coming across the screen now. This one's going to kind of play like a watch along. I'm testing out um, the idea of it. It's not going to be a full-on watch-along because obviously there's going to be a lot of spots where there's nothing to talk about and I'm going to cut that out. But uh, we're going to do our best to uh, see how it goes. Special Creator Effects and the Chiodo Brothers Productions. Music by David Newman. You're getting the, the setting right now. It's a nice little homely farm setup. Little mom and pop setup. And her mom cooking breakfast. Got some bacon. I believe she's the same mom from Kujo. I think so. Then we got our little little brother character who's in the bathroom trying to fake being sick by uh, heating up a thermometer. And got the sister pounding on the door because she wants to go to the washroom, but he's not letting her in. Goddamn Brad's hogging the bathroom again. What a kid. What are we ever going to do with him? Got the mom yelling for the vent system to the dad who's down in the basement working. It's funny my parents do the exact same thing or they'll just yell down the basement doorway. Goddamn country fuck. Then we got some, you know, boring stuff. Daughter's on the phone with Steve. Dad's wondering who Steve is. Asks, well, what happened to what's-his-face? What's-his-face is gone. Now it's Steve, you know, typical young girl setup. Now we have the family sitting down for some breakfast with some OJ and some coffee. I never noticed that the cat just jumped up on the table and the dad literally had a fork in his hand ready to stab it. Can't say I, you know, can't say anything bad about that, man. I wouldn't want the cat on the table either, so. Brad's trying to skip school because he's got tests, so. Of course he didn't study, so that's why he doesn't want to go to school. Got the kids fighting with one another underneath the table, kicking one another. Kids will be kids. Dad just told his son if he doesn't get ready to go to school, he's going to skin him. Good parenting. Good parenting all the way around. Now at the police station. Um, secretary was reading a paper, paper that said, Mr. Stock is the father of my baby. Mr. Spock is the father of my baby. It's going to be one of the weirdest headlines I've ever had to read. Then again, nowadays, probably not so much with everything that's going on in the world. So, yeah. Got the random crazy guy waking up in the jail cell. Because he heard cars honking. He's a drunk. 
Not sure how he got alcohol inside his prison cell, but it is what it is. Uh, the prison cell is even open, so I think he just comes and goes as he wants. Charlie is his name. Says he can hear things through his feelings. Charlie's a special boy. Be like Charlie. Everyone should be like Charlie. Charlie was a prospect for baseball or something. Not sure what sport. Not really important. Charlie just hearing some noise and uh, thinking it's coming through his mouth, but really it's the police radio. Because Charlie's pretty weird. Apparently Charlie has a job with Jane and Helen's. Is that the old people farm? Or our main, pe main people, I should say? I don't know. We're now back to the good part where we see the critters flying through space. Oh, actually, it's the bounty hunters. See bounty hunters in their little spaceship. So Martian leader just told the bounty hunters that they're going to Earth. So the bounty hunters are doing a little bit of research on Earth. Just saw a scene of Hitler. That's interesting. It's a bunch of random old movie scenes. Oh, and now we see Johnny Steele. Power of the Knights, the rock star that they take their uh, final look after, their facial scan, I should say. You get a cool uh, scene of the face transforming, and it's not just a simple transformation, it's actual the skeleton, and then the blood, and the muscle, and the flesh, and everything to get to the final form of being Johnny Steele's face. So that's pretty cool. It's definitely very well done for the movie of its time. I really enjoy it. Now we see the bounty hunter fully, full facial reconstruction all done. He's ready for his big scene. Heading back to the farm. Oh, Charlie does work with the parents on their farm. Working on the, working on the truck. Oh, actually, maybe that's a different farm. Charlie's buddies with the son who was trying to skip school. No, it's the same farm. I think it's Brad is the kid's name. He's a jackass because he just set off a firework or a homemade bomb. Which scared the crap out of Charlie. Then Charlie broke Brad's slingshot. So much destruction already in this movie. Breaking, blown up stuff. How rude. Gotta get the truck up and running before dark. Gotta be able to do our work. Huh. I never realized that Billy Zane is the daughter's boyfriend. That's uh, awkward. Never really paid attention to that before. He's Scott from New York. You got Charlie who's trying to aim at a Coke can that's on the fence, which accidentally hits the sister right in the ass. Oh, uh, that's awkward. And we got the kids running around, running through the house. Sister's trying to kill her brother, even though the brother wasn't the one that did it. <laughs> Little brother takes the blame for Charlie shooting his sister in the butt. Gets sent up to his room and put on timeout with no supper. Brutal. Cat is somehow out on the roof. Not sure how that happens, but, uh, yeah. And just like that, Charlie has the truck fixed and he's heading home. That didn't take long. Like two seconds, and he's got the truck fixed. Must be a smart guy for being an alcoholic and a crazy lunatic. Should do a real long series of watching all of Billy Zane's movies. He's a very interesting actor. Got the family sitting at the table eating supper, minus the little brother who's 
upstairs on timeout still not getting food so got the daughter and Billy Zane skipping out after they eat dad's a little bit worried about his daughter having sex so wondering if, if the mom has had that talk with her yet and apparently she had it years ago which is a shock to the father which rightfully so I guess oh it looks to be that the daughter is driving the boyfriend's car this should be interesting I don't know if she's drove before if it's her first time or what's going on and they just drove behind the barn and that's as far as they went they went for a far drive it's, you know right around the corner the sister and the boyfriend sneaking into the farm wonder what or the barn I wonder what they're going to do in there hmm I wonder the brother watches on as he uh, gets ready to pull a prank by the looks of it he has a big ass piece of dynamite ready it looks like dynamite it's just a firework, but it looks like a piece of dynamite. Got the dad coming into the boys' room. He's got a plate of food that apparently the mom made for him. Time to sit down and have a talk, I guess. This guy's in for the slingshot. Little brother's a little bit upset because the parents apparently are always taking the sister's side. Which, you know, rightfully so, if that's true, that could be a pain in the ass every now and then. But I guess the son's not too happy too hungry because uh, just put his plate down on the floor for the cat to eat uh, as he escapes out these, uh, his bedroom window on the top floor getting ready to uh, pull a prank on his sister who's in the barn with her boyfriend kids will be kids cutting to a scene back in space and finally see earth coming up we see the spaceship flying we get uh, little Charlie on his bicycle with his wind up light was riding down the road going home. Well, that's safe. In the dark. Oh look, he's drinking too. That's even that's even better. You can see it's he's on uh, Kansas Mark Kansas Marker twenty two as the spaceship flies over. And there goes the whiskey because he just dropped it and broke it. Now he's uh biking back in the opposite direction. Rightfully so, if I saw a spaceship flying over in the direction I was going, I'd probably head the other way. Maybe. I don't know. It all depends. Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Get Brad up on the roof, trying to not fall off as he's right beside his parents' bedroom. Makes a noise, and Dad comes outside, opens the window up, and peeks outside to see what it is. That's when they then both see the spaceship flying overhead. Mom's yelling up because the TV's not working properly. I'll pay for this not to work properly. Goddamn Rabdeer's not working. Finally see the spaceship landing. It's not crashing in the ground, but it's landing enough to make uh, the whole house shake. So that's interesting. A little little bit of a earthquake. Old man decides to head outside because he's curious curious as to what just happened. And rightfully so, if you saw something flying over your house and then the earth shaked, I'd be very curious as well. I'd be going outside more than though with more than just a flashlight because flashlight's not going to save you if something comes at you I've seen enough movies to know you need to go out with more than just a flashlight dad sees that uh, Brad's in the, the tree trying to say that the earthquake shaked him right out of his bed clearly not a good liar they decide to uh, take a little walk together because he wants to keep an eye on his son to see what the hell's going on um, this spaceship that lands is actually the critter ship 
it's hard to tell in space which one's which. But we can see that this one is Crater Ship just because we hear the craters talking and their subtitles are coming up with what's going on. So that means, yeah, it's Crater Ship. Critters or Cretans, I think. I think Cretans are their name for them, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that because I have not fact-checked that. Got the uh, dad and the son out in the out in the field looking around with their trusty flashlight. Sure am glad we got our flashlight. Sure glad that the ground's getting foggy too. That's not a sign of danger at all. Oh, and then the sun trips and falls in front of, I think, a dead carcass of a cow who's been uh, ate alive. It's got big chunks of missing out because the critters were hungry. They're not something you want to mess with when they're hungry. Because they will eat you alive. Clearly. It's a horror movie. What else would they do? Also, we see, as they're walking away, we see a scene, like a shot of the spaceship with the door open. How the hell did they not notice that in the field? I know it's a little bit foggy, but still at the same time. How do you not realize there's a giant spaceship, like, probably, like, I don't know, 20 feet off to the left? Come on. How do you not notice? Got the cop going down the road and who swerves off the road because he sees a big giant ball of fur rolling across the road. Though they know he shouldn't have swerved. He should have just ran it right over. Should have just ran it right over. And gets out because he's all pissed off. Looking around. He thinks it was a dog, but I don't know what dog bounces across the road. But that's besides the point. And uh, then he gets a little... Starts to get a little bit scared because he hears the sounds of them in the ground or at least in the woods in the grass hiding he also tries to call it out by saying bark 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 uh, at this point uh, he gets uh, almost like a porcupine pin into his kneecap or off to the side of his knee actually um, he falls down in front of the car and then they they drag his poor little body underneath the car spoilers he's not gonna make it I also like the perspective of being from the camera view of being the critter like coming around the house it's very cool it's definitely something unique so the cat standing on the trash getting scared from the critter as he runs away and knocks the lid over causing the mom who's doing dishes to drop a plate oh no that plate is now broken whatever will we do not gonna be able to complete that set now that set is broken might as well just throw out the whole set. Can't have mismatched plate now. Come on. Let's get rid of it. Mom's cleaning up the broken plate. Here's a couple noises outside. Gets a little, little curious. As she comes up, she sees red beating eyes poking through the glass. Not sure how the critters are getting up that high, though. Because they're really small balls of fur. So unless you stand on top of the garbage can, or unless they have a stack of them standing on each other, there ain't no way he's looking through that window trying to be rational about what they saw and thinking that it was Chewy the cat. I'm assuming Chewy's the cat. Um, I don't know why you name your cat Chewy, but uh, whatever works. I have a dog named Bowser, so I can't say much. Now I see the bounty hunters landing. Uh, only one of the bounty hunters has an actual human face. The other bounty hunter has to find a human face to take. Get some more scenes of the critters point of view walking outside through the bushes slowly coming up the porch stairs looking in on the house as the family walk by these like tall glass windows 
Critters decided to go out to the side of the house a little bit more, going through the bushes again. Dad making a phone call into the police station, I believe. I believe Harv is the police, off the police sergeant or chief or whatever might be the case. But guess what, people? Phone line's dead. Not sure how the critters know how to cut the phone lines or what they would know about communication and what humans use for communications. But they're smart enough to cut the phone lines. So which makes me think they have some sort of intelligence. And then they cut the main power line altogether because the power goes out. So trusty dad, going outside around to the basement entrance, the cellar entrance, going downstairs with his trusty flashlight because apparently living on a farm he doesn't have a gun. I'd be curious if weird things were happening and then my phone went out and my power went out. Getting down to the breaker box and uh, all the courts are eight. If that's not a sign of bad news, I don't know what is. Yeah, you know, not your normal thing would just come eat your power lines. But uh, I guess in Kansas, maybe they do. I know here in Canada, they don't. Oh yes, let's hear a noise in our basement while our power lines are all eight. Let's go check that noise out with our trusty flashlight. Whatever could be down here. Hopefully it's nothing dangerous. It could kill us. What's that? It sounds like it's snarling and making little, I don't know, rodent sounds? Must be one hell of a rat you got. Oh wait, it's not a rat. It's a little monster that's going to eat your face off. I gotta say, next to like Gremlins, this is one of my favorite designs for a small creature. Um, it's definitely up there. They're so simple, but yet so cool looking. Something I've always been drawn to. Uh, we now have the dad getting attacked. Uh, critter drops from the ceiling and drops on his shoulder and just starts gnawing away at it. Uh, luckily, the dad gets away. Uh, but another thing that the critters do is they shoot out these porcupine-like needles. They're literally like a gunshot coming at you. Because uh, the dad's trying to make it upstairs. He trips a little bit. And one of the critters shoots out an air one of the needles and it gets stuck into the wooden stairs and another critter starts attacking right above his knee uh, as he then grabs a hammer and starts beating the crap out of it um, just keeps smacking it and smacking it uh, then that critter jumps off and as he's getting up the stairs he gets shot in the back with one of the porcupine needles uh, then the son and mom come down to help help him up to shut the cellar and now we're back with the bounty hunters they're walking over to the cop car that went off the road I believe this is when the second bounty hunter is going to get his face finally yeah the second bounty hunter takes the dead cops face they are now taking control of the cop car so you're going to use that as their mode of transportation you get the secretary of the police force I guess um, dispatch on these radio trying to get a hold of the dead cop going on about how they have multiple scenes of UFOs and they want the house to be checked or areas to be checked because people keep calling in but guess what they're not gonna talk to you because they're space bounty hunters and the real gym is dead hello freaks and creeps it's that time again where we help support some fellow horror content creators. 
First up we have Diabolic DVD. Make sure to check out DiabolicDVD.com for all the new listings on horror DVDs and Blu-rays. Hell, there's even some titles there I've never heard of before. Great content, great customer service. You won't be let down. Next up we have Graveyard Goods. Content created for the dead. By the dead. Don't be left to the dead. Right now in stock they have some Hellraiser, Halloween 3, and Exorcism merch. Such as sweaters, hats, and sweatpants. Definitely go check them out as well. Check out their newsletter. Sign up and don't be left for the dead. That's graveyardgoods.com. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. So, yeah. Interesting scene to see them trying to get the cop car to start. And the one bounty hunter is trying to get the shotgun out of the holster and accidentally shoots it through the roof. Um, they're not used to human guns or human vehicles, so. Cutting back to the farmhouse, we got the dad all patched up. Um, kind of curious and worried about what's going on. Apparently, the needles that they shoot out have poison inside them, the dad says. I'm kind of curious if it's just like a paralyzation or what it is. I'm not too sure on that. Uh, maybe they go into to it deeper in the other movies. I'm not too sure. It's been a while since I watched the movies, so probably have to have to revisit them soon. Do that for the podcast. We got Billy Zane who's making out with the uh, daughter, who's they're still in the barn and the radio starts getting static so he goes to fix it as he's going to fix the radio so it's not staticky and one of the critters bites it off I think two or three of his fingers and uh, now Billy Zane's getting attacked by critters and that's going to be the end of him the daughter decides to grab a pitchfork and uh, yeah, yeah, she just went to go stab a, a critter and the critter bites off the end of the pitchfork because that's just how strong of a jaw they have um, we hear April screaming in the barn because, you know, critters are eating her boyfriend and they're about to eat her. So uh, Brad decides, of all people, to run out of the house to go save her. Um, running up to the barn, I guess they had a chicken coop attached. Um, chickens are no more. They're dead. There's feathers everywhere. So Brad's running up the ladder to the top part of the barn to try and save his sister. She's uh, wailing on a critter with the broken end of the pitchfork. Ah, Brad still has a firework and decides to throw at the critter. What's the critter going to do with the firework? He's a stupid critter because he just put it inside his mouth. That wasn't a smart thing to do, critter. Because you're about to go kabooey. Ah, uh, comes to be that it was a dud, maybe. Well, not so much a dud. It goes off in his mouth and he then collapses over. No explosion. Uh, maybe they can afford an explosion. I'm not too sure. But uh, at least that one looks like it's dead, maybe. Good possibility. I'm not too sure. Charlie makes it back to the police station. Talking to the secretary. Trying to say that uh, the aliens are here. And to call the army. To call everyone. Because uh, they're here and they're going to kill us. Little he know that he's uh, actually right for once, which is really weird. We now have a church scene. Yeah, a church scene. Oh boy. Not much to say here so far. Oh look, we're back to Charlie riding away on his bicycle. 
There we go. And then we see the bounty hunters in the police car still. They're driving in reverse the whole time. Because apparently they don't know how to shift it into drive. Oh, look at that. They collapse into the church. Which, um, for money-wise, was a really bad thing. Because it doesn't look that well done when they crash into it. It looks very much like cardboard falling down. Or weak, cheap pieces of wood. So, but the bounty hunters showing up in the church. Saying they're here for the crikes. The critters. They're very confused as to what's going on everyone in the churches at least when the second bounty hunter took over the dead cop's face he actually has all the wounds from the critters though so I thought that was kind of cool effect uh, the church people are trying to talk to the second bounty hunter because he's taking the face of a police officer but obviously that's not really him um, that's when they then decide to well the one decides to start shooting stuff and blowing it up. Uh, he's now got the face of the Reverend. Because his face was fully healed. And the original face he was using wasn't. I'm assuming that's why he switched it. I'm not too sure. They're now back in the police car and driving away. <coughs> we cut back to the farm. Dad looks like he's walking around. Kind of like patrolling the area. He's got his lantern in hand. Oh look at that. They do have guns. They have three of them above the fireplace. You should have took them out sooner and not waited to the last goddamn minute. Got the dad loading his shotgun, finally using his mind. Mom's not too happy about it. She apparently doesn't believe in the guns because uh, she's not happy that he's loading the gun. She just, I, I think it's more or less that they want to leave to get out to try and get to safety. And the mom just wants to stay in the house and barricade it. Either way works good. You know, staying home to barricade it would be good. Because you can barricade yourself in, you know your surroundings. But trying to get out and get into town would be good as well. But at the same time, you don't know what's happening in the town. Town could be worse than your home. So it goes both ways. Upon leaving the house, though, they, uh, the latch on the door locks. So they are locked out now. They uh, go to get in their truck and find out that the critters have ate the entire interior of the truck. Uh, it's useless now to sit on. Which that's the main thing that stops them from using the truck is that the seats are destroyed. Uh, maybe still drivable. You don't need seats to drive. You just you can crouch or something or get a milk crate. You know the the design of the seats are still there it's just the fabric is gone so you could probably still use it um, they decide to get into Steve's car to try and use it open the door and there's a critter there waiting for them so it rolls off and then we have the dad uh, try to shoot at them shoot at it uh, that's when we then see about three or four other ones pop out from behind the hay and now we are running back to our house as the critters slowly roll along the ground so they run back to the front door to try and get in and they find out the door's locked oh no whatever will we do now good thing these critters can't jump over the fence there's a bad puppet there where the dad tries to shoot one of the critters that breaks through the fence as he then gets another critter drops down on him from the roof of the porch mom decides to pick up the uh 
the shotgun and uses it as a golf club. So that's always handy. You know, let's not shoot. Let's just uh, use the butt of the gun as a as a golf club. It's all the same effectiveness. Um, we got the dad and the mom and the sister braced up against the door. Brad goes to run away. Um, he's going to get into the house through his bedroom. Um, got two couriers slowly coming up on the porch steps. Uh, mom's got to load the shotgun again because she tries to shoot and the gun's empty. Uh, then, of course, she drops one of the shotgun shells. That's not going to be helpful. Brad finally makes it in the house and starts running down the stairs. Unlocks the door and finally lets his family in. So they drag the dad in because, you know, he's seen better days. We got the mom using the shotgun as a poker. <clears throat> then we have a funny scene of the two critters talking. Um, the one critter's like, they got, they got weapons. And the critter's like, so what? Then we see the shotgun getting poked out the door, and uh, one of the uh, critters gets his whole body blown up. So that's fun. We got Charlie sitting at the bar, having a drink, trying to uh, say that the aliens are here. Uh, it's clearly not helping his fight because, yeah, they are here, but he's drinking like a sailor, so no one's going to believe him because he's a drunk. He's clearly the town drunk, so that's going to cause, you know, issues too because he's cried black sheep too much and, uh, yeah, no one's going to believe him. Is black sheep the technical term? No, he's cried wolf. That's it. I corrected myself. I'm going to leave that original part in though because I don't feel like editing it out. We then have the bounty hunters showing up to the bar. The one bounty hunter goes to open the door. Maybe it's not a bar. Maybe it's like a restaurant or a bowling alley. Yeah, it's a bowling alley. Um, goes to pull up, opens the door, and the door falls right off. That's uh, just a death. You know, describes the power that they hold, apparently. Or the door didn't have good bolts in the hinges. Maybe it wasn't securely fastened to the wall or the frame. Uh, who knows? We're just grasping at straws here. Because this, it doesn't matter. It's just it's part of the movie. Get the bounty hunters walking through, looking at the bowling alley, checking out the bowling balls, being severely confused. Uh, I believe they think it's the critters in ball form, uh, because that's how they move around. They have little little balls. So one of the bounty hunters just picks up the bowling ball and chugs it down the laneway, and all the bowling pins just uh, explode. So they're strong people. They can break doors and they can make bowling pins just explode on impact. Banners then walk into the bar side of the bowling alley. We got two guys playing pool, having a smoke, making fun of the way the bounty hunters look. That's probably not going to turn out to be good for them. Get ready for a pool fight scene coming up. It's going to start in about 2.5 seconds. Uh, we then have the second bounty hunter switches his looks again and takes the look of Charlie so that's interesting then have some gunshots some explosions some screams everyone's leaving the bully alley screaming screaming for their lives nobody wants to die Charlie hiding in the corner sipping on some alcohol of some sort didn't really get a look of it I'm not a drinker so I don't really know what he's drinking probably whiskey because that's what he was drinking over there. Charlie being the chicken chip coming out of the bowling alley now with a pool stick in hand. Yeah, that's going to save you. 
you know, these guys have guns and are killing everyone, or could kill anyone at the first, you know, flick of a finger, but, uh, my pool stick's gonna save me. Got the police chief being woken up by the phone call, probably by the, uh, dispatch secretary. Doesn't seem to be too happy, but, you know, shit happens when you're, you know, your town's going crazy, you got bounty hunters scaring everyone away, and you got black little furry animals that are gonna eat everyone if they're not stopped. Got dad looking like he's seen better days. Both hands are wrapped up. He's been bit in the leg. He's been bit in the shoulder twice. So, uh, he's definitely seen better days. The mom's freaking out about it. Yells at the son for no right. No reason. Just yells and screams being a scared parent though. So, can't be too mad at her. We have a little brother-sister bonding. Just for a second though, Brad being the next brothers just asked if April's okay. That's when shit starts to get crazy again because they have sounds coming down their fireplace and then a critter jumps through their window. And then the mom gets a needle in the throat and she's down for the count. She is completely out of it so whatever's inside those porcupine needles really does a number. Got them trying to escape, uh, getting ready to head upstairs. They run into two more critters sitting on their kitchen table. Brad needs to head back into the living room to get the shotgun because they forgot about it. He's uh, aiming at, I believe it's the couch that's um, um, turned on the side and the critter's eating through it. Um, Brad, being clumsy though, slips and falls and the shotgun goes off, shoots the ceiling fan, but luckily the ceiling fan lands on top of the critter that's coming at him. So I guess it all works out in the end. Brad then takes a kerosene lamp and throws it at the critter, setting it on fire. Which is probably not the good thing, because then your whole house is going to set on fire. Uh, it's a fun scene though, because the critter that's on fire rolls away and jumps into the toilet to relieve itself of the flames. I thought that was kind of creative. Uh, luckily though, Brad and April have enough common sense to take the rug that's on fire and roll it up to put out the flames. If not, the whole farm would have went up in flames. Which would have been good, in a sense, because then if they're all inside the house, it would have all just burned alive. Um, but at the same time, if you burn your house down and they get out, then uh, you're screwed. Then we have some uh, bickering between the police sergeant and the... Uh, dispatch lady um, she's discussing about the bowling alley how it's been shot up by the reverend and Charlie and whatnot and police chief's at the church trying to figure out everything so it's a little bit of bickering back and forth um, nothing too important just stuff we've already seen she's kind of freaking out about it he's kind of like hmm wonder what's going on so in a sense he's like the chief from killer clowns but he's not that much of an asshole he's uh he's a little bit more understanding about everything that's going on so we're now up in one of the bedrooms i'm not sure which bedroom is might be the parents bedroom um they barricade themselves in and they're trying to discuss what to do to survive they're trying to figure out how well they're trying to figure out one of them needs to go for help the dad wants to do it clearly he's in no condition whatsoever to do it um He's almost dead. Um, so they have a discussion and Brad wants to do it. So Brad's stepping up to be the man. He's uh, 
He's going to be the brave little boy to jump out the window, take his bike, and head to the next house over to call for help. He's growing up so fast, that little ginger. I like the, everything they used, a dresser and a trunk to cover up the window. So everything, that's going to keep them from coming in. That's going to be this thing that stops them. It's going to be like, mm, nope, can't get through that. Brad, he jumps outside now. He's trying to be stealthy. Trying to sneak over to get his bicycle. Wonder how that's going to work out. Hmm. I wonder how. We're slowly waiting because he's not at the bike yet. He's taking a sweet ass time. Oh look, he gets to his bike and there's a big giant critter beside it. One of the bigger ones. Uh, because that's something that's kind of cool. They come in various sizes too. So I'm not sure if that's like an adult thing. We are now at... He's running away. Um, we get back to the chicken coop though. And it looks like there's still some chickens left. You know, they made it look like in the scene earlier that they all die. But no, there's still a couple left. Brad, thinking the only thing to do is he runs inside the barn to hide. Which is probably going to be the only thing that saves him because on the other side of the wall is the chicken coop. And uh, the critter decides to go for a little snacky snack on the chickens. He's getting himself some fresh KFC. This is where we also see a scene where he's looking through. Um, they start to grow after a while. I'm assuming it's depending on how much food they consume is what causes them to grow. I could be wrong. I don't know if there's really much to that theory or not but I think that's how it works. We then have a scene of the mom and dad and the sister back in the bedroom. Um, the mom's coming back to her senses. Um, I think the poison or whatever that's in the needle is starting to wear off. So She's asking where Brad is and that's when the dad has to break it to her that he's out trying to get help. Um, we then cut to a scene of the critters wrecking havoc on the house, knocking over the books, eating uh, um, the pillows, eating a goldfish. We have this one critter who's uh, playing with a E.T. blow-up doll of some sort, or maybe it's a plush doll. Starts poking it and stuff, thinking it's another alien. Uh, then he's like, ah, oh, well, screw you, I'm the better alien. And bites off the E.T.'s head. I thought that was always a fun little scene. Then we see a giant critter walking around the house. I'm assuming, I don't know if that scene's supposed to be them on the bottom floor or the top floor, but the critter walks past the window, so he's giant either way. We have Brad out on the road. Uh, he flags down the police car. Um, come to find out the cop car is the one being driven by the bounty hunters. So he's going crazy trying to explain everything to them. Um, he gets then confused because he sees Charlie as the driver and Johnny Steele as the passenger. So he doesn't know what's going on. He then tells him to go to his house. That's where the critters are. Um, he tells him, and uh, Charlie actually is like, where's that? Pretty much. And Brad gets confused because he's like, well, you know where my house is. So we then have, I believe it's the giant critter who sticks his arm through the dresser that's in front of the window and grabs the sister, April. That's when the dad then uses his homemade blowtorch. Uh, the mom gets full on crazy mode, grabs the shotgun and shoots the main bedroom door, killing one of the critters. Uh, the other one rolls away scared. Clearly, once you start fighting back, they retreat. Except for the big boy. I don't know what he's going to do. 
He's, he's probably going to kill you. Because he does not sound like a happy critter. Yeah, to me, he must have ate a couple cows. It's just due to the size of him. Mom goes to shoot again. Misses the critter. Shoots the chair. Then we find out they're out of bullets. How do you only have like six shotgun shells? Heading to the, the main stairs. It's when uh, we see a couple critters on the stairways. Mom's getting ready to beat them with the end of the shotgun. That's when there's explosion. Uh, the bounty hunters blow up the front of the house. Uh, they could care less about anything. They just they're gonna kill everything. So Charlie, the bounty hunter, uh, just starts shooting, misses completely. He's got a big giant gun. So Brad then walks into the house afterwards, and he's got a really shocked look on his face. He's uh, gonna be in trouble. He's probably gonna get blamed for that house being destroyed. It's his fault. So uh, Dad's like, "Well, who did you bring, Charlie and?" Johnny Steele. That's when then uh, Brad, for a reason, hears the cat meowing, so he runs upstairs to go get his cat. We then have uh, the police chief showing up. Uh, that's when you hear another gunshot, and he's like, "What's that? A cannon? No, it's just a space gun. It's you know, just a space gun doing its job." It's funny the police chief is walking very slow and suspicious, like old school movie, ready for anything to happen. Uh, that's when then we see a big giant green blast and more of the bottom floor windows just go blasting out the house. We then have a critter who's trying to sneak up through the toilet. Uh, little did you know, he's uh, too fat to fit through the tank. And he just got his ass destroyed. Literally. Got a big cannon right in the back. Dead. Goodbye toilet. Gonna need a new one of those. And then a critter falling down the stairs. Um, police chief tries to shoot at and says uh, I guess you need an exterminator well you know that's not a rat that's that's a space alien could be the equivalent of a space rat but I'm not too sure police chief just got thrown through the window by Charlie uh, Charlie didn't want us help Charlie does not care for the police chief just uh, threw him right through the window with no concern whatsoever dad goes to check on the chief as he's laying on the ground and uh, chief has a nice little one-liner I swallowed my chewing tobacco well, at least you're not choking on it. It could be worse. So Brad upstairs trying to find his cat. Of all things, the damn cat. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. I like how I think the cat's, you know, on its own. Yet, it's surviving. Not too concerned. He got scared at that one point, but other than that, he's been on his own and been doing a fine job. Brad finds the cat on the bed, picks it up, and, uh... I, th I think bad things are going to happen now. Oh, Chewie's going a little crazy. Scratching at Brad. Little did Brad know there's a life-size critter standing behind him. It's a big boy. It's a real big boy. Bad hunters aren't too concerned, though. They just shoot at him like no big deal. Could kill Brad. Guess they're not really too concerned about that now, are they? Human life doesn't really care too much. Johnny Steele saves Brad, though. We now hear the mom screaming outside. Hear some gunshots. We don't see April. Want to know why we don't see April? April just got kidnapped by the giant critter. We have Brad, who's all concerned about his sister now, who's running up on the porch to grab his bike, of all things. Guess he's going to head off after his sister on his little bicycle. That's going to get him far. Let's 
He's going to do good doing that. Now Brad going down the fence line after after uh, the critter. We have Johnny Steele and Charlie and the police car trying to start it, but theirs won't start. And little did they know, they're going to steal uh, the police chief's car because it's running. Police chief doesn't look too happy about it, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Got a nice little scene of them squeezing into the car with the police chief in the middle and the parents in the back. I'm glad they've learned to drive now, though, because he puts it in reverse and then spins around to drive out. He's not just using reverse anymore, folks. He's learning as he goes. He's a smart bounty hunter. We see April just getting dragged through the grass. Uh, she's knocked out or something because she's not struggling one bit. We then have real Charlie. Um, knocks into Brad as he's riding his bike, so the both bikes crash. Uh, Charlie's still crazy as hell ever. Um, going on about how he's right. Of course you're right. You know, we know you're right. Let's, let's just go on. We got aliens trying to kill us. Big giant critters dragging April into the spaceship. Uh, I guess they're going to feed on her? I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. I don't know if they're going to take her to mate. I don't know the general plan. Because my idea was that their spaceship crashed and they're going to be stuck there. Or maybe not. Maybe they're just laying there to get bites to eat. Got Charlie and Brad arguing outside. Charlie's wondering what the alien's gonna do with April. And he's just like, well, she's gonna, gonna kill her. Charlie's like, oh, okay, gonna kill her. Wait, what? Charlie, you're not the smartest, are you? You're a couple pieces of bread short of a full loaf. See Brad sneaking into the spaceship to try and save his sister. She's still knocked out cold. Oh, she got, she got a, a needle in the neck. As soon as that needle is out of the neck, though, she starts showing a little bit of signs. So, I don't know if it's a paralyzing needle or what it is, or a sleeping thing. But uh, when you get stabbed with it, you get a big giant like pimple on your neck, or wherever it stabs you. So, that that's fun, I guess. Fun little aesthetic. We see April slowly crawling out of the spaceship. Um, Charlie has his one big super firework left. He's uh, inside trying to light it as the big giant critter is slowly coming up to him. Oh, look, the critter is right, be right behind him. Better hurry up, bud. You're going to die. One of the smaller critters decides to start up the engines on the spaceship, getting ready to escape. The door is slowly starting to turn or close. Brad drops his firecracker inside. Oh, no. That's not lit. So it's not going to do anything. So the three of them are trying to run away. Charlie tries to uh, getting ready to save the day it's gonna make a malt of cocktail of some sort too bad they don't have a lighter that actually works oh look it only takes like 14 tries and it actually lights so that's good Charlie goes for his Hail Mary throw and lands it right inside the spaceship I guess he's good for something we got Bounty Hunter Charlie and we got Normal Charlie Normal Charlie's doing, doing pretty good so far See a scene of the everyone showing up in the police car as the spaceship goes to fly away. Little did I know their ship's getting ready to blow up. And they tried. They decide to send in a final little fu to the family. Uh, they blow up the house. They literally shoot the house to blow it up, and they have a good laugh about it. It's when they then realize there's a bomb getting ready to go off inside their ship, and they actually do the little uh-oh Looney Tunes. Kind of, kind of fun little action like when you know something's about to happen. 
So then the spaceship blows up right over where the house would have been. Now the house really is gone. It's completely gone. It, it once got shot by the missile from the spaceship and then the spaceship blew up right above it. So that's a double whammy. Mom's having a little bit of a breakdown because her house is gone. Which, you know, rightfully so. Bounty hunters get ready to leave. Getting ready to head on their way. Uh, the one Johnny Steel bounty hunter gives uh, Brad this little thing. and tells him to call him sometime. It's not weird at all. And uh, then Charlie tries following them. And he wants one of the gizmos too. Uh, he's a big fanboy, I guess. He hasn't known them that long, but he's a big fanboy for them. We just have the parents and the police chief looking on at the house as it burns. It just burns and burns some more. It's clearly the next morning. See the police car driving up onto the rubble. Well, it's probably like the same same day, but it's morning time now. And uh, the cops driving up onto the property. Because um, they were watching it from a couple fields over by the looks of it. And uh, their house is destroyed. It's, it's destroyed. Pieces of wood everywhere. Cop cars blown up. No, it's seen better days. It's definitely not uh, something that's going to be a weekend fixer-upper. It's kind of, uh, you know, let's let's start fresh. It's done. It's gonzo. Goodbye. But, uh, hey, at least the barn's still there. Then Charlie's uh, little gizmo starts beeping and flashing. He knows how to press his middle button on it, which uh, then starts to shake the ground. And presto, just like that, they have a new house. And I could actually, uh, while the house is getting rebuilt, the ground shaking, it's kind of like a, a suction portal in, and Chewie actually gets sucked away. We see the house being rebuilt, it's kind of kind of a neat scene. It's definitely something hard to explain, you definitely have to watch the movie to see it. And just like that, their house is back and fully fixed, and uh, the, mailba the mailbox pops up and the flag's up, and... Little Chewie's stuck inside the mailbox. Not sure how he got in there, but at least they were nice enough to put the flag up so they know they got mail. Not the mail they were expecting, but mail nonetheless. We then see a final scene of the Bounty Hunter spaceship flying off. We have a scene inside the um, chicken coop to end the movie. Uh, we see three little eggs and we hear the sounds of the critters. And that ends the movie. And it definitely sets up the movie for part two, so that's interesting. Uh, I think there's like four or five movies in the series, and then there's the TV show that was talked about. I'm not sure if it was made or not. I think actually it was made. I don't know. Uh, I haven't watched any of the new stuff. I've watched, I think, the first three movies. So I'm definitely going to have to revisit them all. Probably do it for the podcast. But yeah, uh, this is a fun movie. Um... So for this rating, we're going to do poisonous needles. So we'll do three needles out of five for this one. Uh, it's definitely got good effects. I love the Chiodo Brothers. Their effects on the critters are definitely amazing. And they're just a fun little creature design. The movie's not a serious movie by any means. It's definitely a fun little movie to watch here and there. Um, I can't remember how the other movies hold up or anything like that. So maybe once I do end up watching all the movies and doing reviews on them all, I'll do a rundown of my list of 
the best movies to the worst movies in my general opinion um yeah hopefully that all the movies hold up and i'm definitely looking forward to watching the new stuff so like always um this is the time to pick the next movie in the list which i have no idea what i'm going to be watching yet so let's just pull something out of my ass okay so what are we going to watch next for the next one actually i think i'm going to go back to something that i enjoy a lot i watched the first one actually i watched like the first three a couple months ago uh we are going to visit the wrong turn series we're going to watch wrong turn number one so that's a fun cannibal hillbilly mutated movie um i don't know what to say it's killer cannibal hillbillies in the woods they're you know just picking people off that come down the road it's a fun movie i like it if you don't like it then i guess uh maybe don't watch or listen to the next episode of the podcast or if you haven't watched in a while listen to the next episode of the podcast and maybe you'll enjoy it uh, i don't know really what what else to say from there but as always if you guys did enjoy this please leave a comment down below leave a review uh, I'm not on iTunes. I don't feel like going on iTunes. I really don't. So whatever you're listening to this on, Spotify, CastBox, Podbean, iHeartRadio, whatever it might be, just leave me a review down below. Leave me a comment. Leave me a suggestion of what you want to see me watch. Um, if you want to leave other suggestions and you don't want to do it on the podcast viewing sites, just use the hashtag RottenReviews or follow me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Just search Typhenstein. The links will be down in the bio below. So until next time, I will talk to you guys all later. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. So until next time, peace. Look out for the darkness, hold on to your soul. It's a call.